undergroundcollective.co.uk Welcome along to our fifth roundtable chat. This is part one. Uh, part two will be up tomorrow. Um, <coughs> so welcome <laughs> along to our second Heaven and Hell. Um, the first one hasn't gone out yet, but by the time we this goes out, it will have gone out. So, um, But on the call, we've got uh, Kevin Major I Major K. Sorry, Barn. you couldn't Barn. think of the, you, yeah, you couldn't think of the word barn. I couldn't think of your name. We've got Major K, who is yes. in Belgium. Right. We have Mike at his mission control desk in hey. Mathfield, just look, watching over the space station and uh, yeah, the astronauts have docked all right. And we have Matt Matthews, who's now blurred his background because he's worried about privacy. I have done it on purpose. <laughs> um, but basically, what we're going to do is we're going to. So the premise for this is: so we've gone through everyone's first records and uh, what they like outside of electronic music. The pre- oh, he's gone into the desert now. Um, and the, so the premise of this is we're going to talk about uh, an item that we want to put in heaven from the scene and an item we want to put in hell from the scene. And I, if I share my screen, which I shall do now, I'm going make sure you get the right one. There's nothing to worry. There's nothing to worry. Share screen. Here we go. This one. Uh, share with audio. Start sharing. Now you you'll have to remind me because I keep in the last one I kept like, leaving this one up. So okay. it was just this all the time, and it was a bit rubbish. So remind me to go back onto the stop sharing my screen, and we're just talking. Otherwise, okay. anyone... have you explained the concepts of the show? Yeah, for the so, viewers. Yeah, so. I just did. Okay. I switched off for a bit. <laughs> Already? <laughs> I've been recording for two was, and a half I re- minutes. I was reading the side of my beer can. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, we're all... Every... Other than me and Simon, who are going to coast... Host, coast? We're going to coast it, definitely. But we're going to host... <laughs> <laughs> me and him are going to host and chip in and take the piss and, yeah, add anything we want to add. Whether it's any value, I've got some Stuart Lee lined up, by the way. So there is actually going to be some good comedy in. in... All right. So, um, but yeah. So I've, what I've got is I've got a little um, media clip that represents your heaven and hell. Some of them are very, very tedious links. I'm not going to lie. Some of them work quite well. Uh, and what we'll do is we'll spin the wheel. We'll play the media clip. Whoever it lands on, they can talk about their heaven and their hell. Then we have a little vote. And we'll go to Matt's heaven. But I need to work out what I had down as your heaven. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. What was your heaven? (laughs) I'm not having a great day so far. Hang on. Enjoying a cold beer in the sun. Ah, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's not there. (laughs) You've excelled. Um, This is a cracking one so far, isn't it? It worked a lot better the last one. Um, Do you know these days you can go to prison just for being British? <laughs> Have you ever seen that sketch that he does? The Stuart yeah. Lee one. Fucking so hilarious. Matt's heaven is characterised by this. Oh, what did he do then? That didn't sound very good, did it? I want it to cut to the sun, sunset. There we go. That is 
characterising Matt's, Matt's heaven. Listen to Disco at Sunset. So it wasn't really, but you know. <laughs> Go on, what's your heaven? Go for it. So I was sitting outside the other day and uh, it was quite nice just sitting there and got me back to thinking of times when you could actually sit on a beach and just have a beer and listen to music and watch the sun and watch the sea and I kind of missed that and it'd be nice to get it back again one day. But at least I'm on the beach now. <laughs> so your heaven is listening to house music with a beer in the sun. Very, very relatable. It is yep. very relatable. Yeah. Can't really see anyone arguing with that. <clears throat> now, I always think, I've said, I've tweeted a few times that sunshine to house music is salt and vinegar to chips. Because chips are great on their own, and house music's great on its own. But when you put salt and vinegar on them, it's like it's like the sun to house music. It just like lifts it to like another level. And there's probably another reason why places like Ibiza and Miami have such a good, vibrant scene. is because of the sunshine as well. Mm-hmm. Way <laughs> <laughs> it's quite nice though. it's been quite nice the last few days it's going to get rubbish soon though isn't it it's always yeah, going to get it's rubbish supposed soon to be, yeah. that's because you live in Manchester Mike uh, just, just south Wait, I'm like what are the Pennines so when the clouds break that's where all the rain pours <laughs> so, true yeah, yeah. wonderful, wonderful. This, this is going to be really interesting talking about the weather but yeah so that's matt's heaven i thought you might have some some people might have some more to say something more to say about that but there's not people really are just logging to be outside just kind of like yeah some anecdotes yeah. about having I, I some think, great like, time in the sun when you're listening to music obviously like you say house music goes really well with uh like the sunshine that's it's like the proper sunshine music um it's like when with my show i tend to switch it up a bit seasonally so i'll go yeah. a bit more groovier and funkier through the summer which i'm on the cusp of doing well i should have probably done it a few weeks ago but typically if you listen back through my shows that i've done for underground collective yeah. i tend to get like darker and harder through the winter and yeah. then bring bring it a bit more grooves for the summer just to fit the the season really. yeah. yeah i've always uh, thought that my music's yeah. always been quite seasonal yeah, yeah. I, defi- the, I can definitely is, feel my the, music getting lighter as the as the sun starts shining. Sorry, yeah, Kevin. That's, that's that's the thing. If you're if you're outside and playing, you can't um, play too dark fight, I think, or too too dark tracks. It's it's like a given that you're going to have something that's more, yeah. Um, well, sunshine in the music as well, you know. Yeah. Sunshine outside, sunshine in the music. It's like a, a given that that's uh, that that there is a correlation cor- correlation with those two. Yeah, so, and I think if you think of the the true quintessential Balearic song, it's just got sunshine running through it the whole way. Yeah. All, all the all the percussion, all the lines, all the synth lines, all the bass lines, all the vocal stabs, they're just yeah. so summery, and it, that's just quintessentially. Balearic, and it's easy to point out is is Balearic because it has a it has a sound as well as a you know a, a vibe. Um, you played that nice track in your set last week, Sean. And, well, I put summer as soon as it soon as I turned it on and it was on, and the first thing I thought was summer because the track was just pure summer. Yeah, just lovely percussion, and it just yeah, you just wanted to be out in the sunshine. That was a great set. That was a good oh, set. Very good set. I did enjoy that. It was cool. It was cool. Yeah. And I liked the way you were, you were on it as well. And I could I could text you to say, you're going to like what's on next. That was cool. I enjoyed that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think some of the DJs that, I, that we follow, that I follow, 
they they do have a like Hosh as a has before he went a bit weird about eighteen months ago, but Hosh like five years ago, he had he was two different DJs. You know, we saw him we saw him in a on the catamaran, and it was super chilled and laid back and but groovy as anything had a real edge to it still, and then you hear him and the, we I saw him at the warehouse project and it's like proper four four techno. He's like it's like a different DJ in the middle yeah. of d- December compared to the summer. So. But if you can do that, that means that you're really a lover of music and that you can feel the vibe of the people that are in front of you and feel the vibe of the atmosphere and the weather that's yeah. that's going on and, and just yeah, be inspired by that. So yeah. I think that's 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 really good quality stuff then if you can do that. Oh <laughs> it was, that's was me. That? That's me. <laughs> was it? Oh you you live on the main road, don't you? Uh, yeah, literally like about eight foot away from where I'm sat is like one of the busiest roads in my hometown. <laughs> so anything bigger than a car goes past, the whole house like bumbles. So are we, um, let's take a vote because it seems exhausted at the subject of <laughs> sunshine and house music in about three minutes. So It was very much, I said it and everyone just went, yeah. Next. <laughs> it's like I can add. I can add this, uh, for instance, that if you're if you're walking on the beach uh, on the beach uh, on Ibiza and you're you're passing uh, Bora Bora and they're doing a, a beach party or whatever, it just yeah, it, it's so so inviting and so I I can can understand Matt really well that that just lifts you up, lifts the spirits up, and uh, and certainly in these days people need that. People just need that. Yeah. So um, yeah. yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah. I think we've all been longing for it, haven't we? Yeah. Not just, ab- not just, ab- yeah, absolutely. Like, our, our favorite place in, in Ibiza is uh, Calabasa. Mm-hmm. And I was, I, I saw, I was on my, um, I was on my Facebook uh, memories yesterday, and one of our friends had posted there and tagged us in it. I was like, do you remember when Simon Watton went and tagged us in it? And I'm like, Sam, yeah. what are you doing? I was just looking, <laughs> I started looking on the website, looking at the pictures, like, for fuck's sake. It's why I ended up watching that. F- Absolute dog shit fucking uh, series called White Lines. I don't know if anyone's oh, yeah, watched it. I heard about it that. is yeah. fucking wank. But I watched every episode of it just because there's shots of a beater in there. And it was just like a smackhead tapping his veins. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> give me some of this. And, yeah. and the music in it, the music when they when they kind of go back in time, back into the past, some of the tracks they play. I mean, they're quite it's they're quite cliched, it's, weren't they? Yeah, it's quite the obvious classics, but I suppose yeah. for a mainstream audience. Is it kind of a stereotypical um, series made by people who don't know Ibiza really well? or um, uh, it's, it's, it's just pretty wide of the mark. It's not, yeah, it's not very well written. It's a okay. good premise. It's just but... terribly written. And it's full of cliches and it's yeah. just bollocks. Yeah, <laughs> And some of the accents are absolutely fucking woeful. <laughs> Absolutely, like Lawrence Fox, whoever he plays, that dickhead with the long hair. Yeah, but I, I said they that was the one thing they did well, the casting of that dickhead with the long hair, because no <laughs> one can play an unlikable bellend better than an unlikable bellend like Lawrence Fox. <laughs> Perfect casting. Yeah, but his, his Manchester accent was absolutely. It's like you. It was a bit worse. You've got you do quite a good Manchester accent, don't you, Longy? You know, you could have you could have done yeah. that wrong. Yeah, I used to be. When I lived up in Manchester, I used to get loads of grief when I came back to Birmingham and I'd say, brilliant. Yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> and then I'd go back to Manchester and everyone would take the piss out of me for being a brummie. 
I should have just gone to Stoke. No one can take the piss out of you in Stoke, can they? Because they're from Stoke. <laughs> Stoke is a weird place. I right, met the so... wife in Stoke. You what, what? You I met, met the wife, wife in Stoke? Stoke. Yeah. You met a Welsh girl in Stoke. You met a Welsh girl in Stoke. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's leave that there before we get into trouble. <laughs> But are we taking a vote? Has anyone like to vote against Sunshine and House Music? I don't think it's going to happen, is it? But I've got it out there anyway. So Thumbs up. It's not working, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) I know it is. I wondered what the fuck you were doing then. (laughs) You got from you. So, uh, yeah. I stopped sharing my screen, didn't I? For fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) Just there waving your hands in the air. I don't want to start. Yeah. Well, I was singing this. <laughs> I had to squeeze my bollocks really hard to get to the high notes. I thought I was watching Mr. Bean for a minute. <laughs> yeah. I used to, I used to it sounds like when I was in the choir at church, but luckily the priest used to squeeze the bollocks, squeeze my bollocks to get the notes. <laughs> right. With, so with his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Strange technique, but it seemed to work. Oh, but God bless Father Rafferty. <laughs> um, right, let's spin. Let's spin the wheel. All right. Shale Heaven. Hail. Oh fuck's sake! You changed your name. <laughs> You're gosh, yes, I'm, I'm going to have to change it. Uh, I'm going to have to do it. Why don't you just put a K there instead of a C? Yeah. Well, then people get more confused, wouldn't they? Because it's K-H-A-E-L. K-Hale. 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 That sounds a bit like K-Hole, doesn't it? No it does. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants to be in that. Um, right. Hang on. So, this okay. is a proper... Mate, your, your two media clips are proper fucking tedious links. Really tedious. I mean, I can't stress how tedious they are. Thanks, but mate. <laughs> you gave me two topics, of, so I've got this as as yours. I'm only going to play about a minute of it. <laughs> Once more, he stepped into the street and perhaps again laid his long pipe of smooth, straight cane. It's a 1970s TV presenter. Three notes. This could go anywhere, really, couldn't it? <laughs> I don't know what it is yet. Such sweet, soft notes as yet musicians' cunning never gave the enraptured air. There was a rustling that seemed like a bustling of many... I'm going to have nightmares tonight. This is not Artman, right? Mm, Shoes clattering, little hands clapping and little tongues chattering. And like fowls in a farmyard when barley is scattering, out came the children running. Oh, they kill them all. What with rosy cheeks and flaxen curls, sparkling eyes and teeth like pearls, stepping and sitting ran merrily after the wonderful music with shouting and laughter. Is he a pedo, the Pied Piper? Maybe he kills them all, doesn't he? Because they don't pay him for the rats, so he just kills the kids. Does it? Yeah. That's fucked up, man. 
Right, I'll stop that there before he kills them because that puts yeah, a bit of a is... bit of a sour mood on it. And I'll let Mike explain how yeah, my team is think of the Pied why Piper. This is heaven and not hell. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, I'm not big on puppets, so let's get that out of the way from what we've just seen. <laughs> if I wasn't before, I'm definitely not now. But um, Hope yeah, you all my sleep heaven. Well, by the way, <laughs> my heaven is uh, those rare things that I think us as DJs always chase, where the music, the the location, the crowd, everything comes together, and the gig you're at is, it becomes something more than a gig. So um, one example I've got is, um, we were ch- talking in Slack uh, on Saturday about Breakbeat, a few of us. I was huge on the plumps at the time, and I think they just released Saturday Night Lotion. Yeah. And it kind of became like a soundtrack between me and the uh, uh, raving crew, if you like. And um, Pick up the, the raving crew. Pick up the, the Bosch squad. <laughs> um, so yeah we went to see Plump DJs at Sankey's and they just literally had the crowd in the palm of the hand all night um, and it's you know I, sp- I still speak to my mates about it you know like everybody remembers that one night and mm-hmm. um, I think it's it, it just elevates everything so much more but from a being a DJ that's what you're chasing after constantly and it's just a very rare thing in my experience when it all comes together the way it does, and it just—it just, it just I, I, so when, we, when we were talking about it, I said it's a bit like the Pied Piper, and he just brings when a DJ just brings the crowd with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's and, it. And it goes yeah. to, and he just kind of and then he kills it, and then he kills everyone. <laughs> no, but he, he just he, he brings the whole floor with him, and it just yeah. becomes this like magical experience where the DJ is just—he's like the Pied Piper, and whatever he's playing everyone is digging and it just kind yeah. of bring, brings everyone with him and that's yeah. the reason i picked that really freaky 70s cartoon <laughs> but it is, so, i told you it was tedious but that's something that's that's really unique i think it, it doesn't happen that often that you no, can no. Uh, hear or or attend the set of a dj and that from minute one people are really really yeah there and yeah. with you throughout a set that that doesn't ha- happen that often. Murillo no, Mar- used to be wicked at that at, at red light. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah, yeah. I always used to think Murillo at red light used to play quite like darker and more tribal than he he'd play like the what you expect from Murillo. He'd keep a lot of vocals in it, but he'd be fucking around all over the place. But yeah, he and just is... had that kind of that that you just became enchanted by him. And I he's, think like, he's seen him. his presence and he's always doing stuff, but just having that grin and just always grooving. And there was yeah. just something, such an attraction to him. Yeah, Would you I describe think... him um, as like a Pied Piper? No, oh. I'd never, I don't think I'd ever make that link. <laughs> <laughs> Not after what it's we've just seen. It's only in your weird mind, from... <laughs> Yeah, it probably is. I'll tell probably you what was good, though. That chat about pl- the plums. I haven't yeah. listened to the plums for ages. And then... I dug out, did you ever have the free CD on a, it was with Mix Maggot by the Plumps, that, it's called Elastic Breaks. Yeah, that for me was where I truly fell in love with Breakbeat. I listened to it, a guy at college just was like, oh, have you heard the latest Mix Mag CD? Back when Mix Mag CDs were like, oh, they used know, to be quality. Next they? level. Yeah, I mean, like, the ones that stick out in my mind, uh, the Plump DJs one, because that put me on the path to playing breaks myself. Yeah. Um, 
the other one, I'm not big on the style of music myself, but the Eddie Halliwell Bosch, the first one, is oh, insane. It, it's just, it, it again, it captured like a bit of a snapshot between me and a group of friends. Um, there's, yeah, they, they just, I mean, do they still do Mix Mag? Is it just like an online thing now? Or, no, it's no yeah, just an online thing, I think. Or is it? No, I think they still print. They still print. No, they don't print very many, but they still print. Yeah, you yeah. used to be able to get it in these things called shops. There was one called The Journey. Did you ever have that? I don't even know who it was by. Oh, it's big by Anthony Papa. Starting off with DJ Punk Rock. I hate everyone. I, I hate everybody. And I've it had Jurassic like, Live in the flesh on it. I Fuck think it was a couple of years where I've got like pretty much every CD. Um, and then I think Mixmag just started being all about the drugs and looking good. And it was like, yeah. oh, this is just tripe. And the CDs weren't even that, that good at that point. Yeah. Um, but, it must yeah. Be about 2002, 2003, their CDs every month were quality. Yeah, I mean, the, the, uh, did Greg Vickers do a travel sessions one as well? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's a quality one. I think um, the and other one that did a cocoon out, Amnesia one, that was wicked as well. Yeah, the uh, John Carter one, the Acid House, that was a cracking mix as well. Um, he, I used to love him at Sankey's as well, like, but I, I don't know what's happened to him. He, he, ah, do you know, funnily enough, a lad I went to school with lives in Sussex now, and John Carter is his next-door neighbour. Oh, he's married to Sarah Cox, isn't he? No, they were. They, they were married. Sorry. They were married. They split up. They had a couple of kids together, but they split up. But John Carter lives next to my mate, and I said, and he's apparently he's thinking about playing again and touring again. It's like, really? Yeah, it's like, um, Matt, I need. Can you get me his number? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think John John Carter would be a cracking yeah, little book, booking a, a stage and radio, wouldn't it? So yeah, yeah. I've just I've just found Anthony Papa the the journey on mix uh, on a mixed slide. So I'm de- that was a wicked CD. But the yeah, going back to the plumps one. So I dug out Elastic Breaks. Um, on I found it online and I was listening to it. And I haven't listened to it for about. I mean, when did it come out? It must have been about two thousand and four, two thousand five. Something like that. Yeah, like, mid like mid two thousands, I'd say. And uh, Matt, you know, in you know, in a a mix just transports you back. Actually, no, it might have been. Yeah, it might have been before that. And uh, it just transports you back to by. Like, where you were at the t- I used to listen to that so much. And then I was listening through it. And you know, Big Groovy Fucker by the Plump DJs. Yeah, yeah I've got a forgot on that track. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me. I forgot what the name of it was, but it came in and I was like, fuck me, this track is so good. What is it? I can't yeah. remember what it is. It was, um... Thank God for um what's it called that you can find the tracks with? Shazam. Shazam, that's yeah, that's yeah. I was shazamming it straight away. Yeah. yeah, of course it is. I've got a final I think uh, what's it sticks out for me? Plumpy Chunks, that was yeah. a big one. Uh, Squeaks and Bleeps. Squeaks and Bleeps was a great that, tune. That was, I remember meeting my ex's brother for the first time and he was driving me back to theirs in the car. He's like, so I hear you DJ, what you into? I, I had like, I think I got like a promo CD from Vinyl Exchange or something like that. And I, for some reason I had it in my pocket. So I just put it on. I was like, you've not heard anything like this before. I guarantee you, put it on. And he fell in love with it. He, he was there that night that uh, we went to see the plumps. He just completely <laughs> fell in love with it all as well. Yeah. There's another really? great track on it as well. The Faz, uh, the Mambo Craze, Tribal Vocoder mix. And it, they just loop it and loop it and loop it. And it just keeps just rocking along. It's it's about two-thirds of the way through the through the mix. It's just That's wicked. Good. Yeah, I think at the end of it as well, don't they have a remix of The Doors by Crystal Method, Roadhouse Blues? 
I think, it, I think it's the very last track. Is it? Um, I'm pretty sure off the top of my head, it's Crystal Method remix of, like I say, The Doors, Roadhouse Blues. And it, it just shouldn't make sense, that me saying that. But when you hear it, it's just, what an ending track. It sounds like something you've made up, mate. <laughs> Done it again. Done it again. <laughs> no, that was cool. Right, so let's have the little vote on that feeling of, of a DJ taking a dance floor with him on a special little journey. Uh, would anyone have... Again, these are... These, we had some proper conversations on the last ones, didn't we? These are all like, yeah, stick it into heaven. They don't want, they don't want to go... They don't want to put it into heaven. Wait till you hear mine. <clears throat> Right. It's really not worth the wait, that. <laughs> oh, it's playing again. See? So, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> right. We'll decide. So that's two into heaven. Yep. We need some controversy, don't we? We need a. We need a hell. We need a hell. So let's. It's like, why is my? It's like my YouTube became voice activated or something. Then. Two thousand one elastic light breaks. Two thousand one. Fuck it now. It's nearly twenty years. Kevin Heaven. Oh, we are heaven as well. Again. Um. Yeah. My heaven. Hang on. We need the tenuous link. No, this is actually this is not tenuous. Suspense. Just build the suspense. I'm sharing the screen with Anna. Yeah. Oh, it's lagging. I'll edit this in as full. I've lagged the internet. Or is it going to uh, show an advert or something? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Advert. Bastard adverts. See, without his lads on the internet again. Nobedland. <laughs> Kevin. So finally, the floor is yours. Heaven. <laughs> Nobedland. Uh, Tomorrowland. Well, no, um, because what, what you see in in like the after movie is just the stuff that they are playing on the main stage. But um, as a matter of fact, there are fifteen other stages where you can really. See some underground stuff, feel some un- underground vibes by great DJs as well. Um, main stage um, usually opens with a three-hour set from a really big name like uh, like Carl Cox or Kölsch or whatever. But, you know, you, you're right in that respect that people that are just going there for the main stage and for the atmosphere are, as you described. Um, <laughs> but, there's, but there's not going to take that in my mouth but um but there's a lot of stages that you really can discover young talent and and really up-and-coming djs and sub-genres that you never would expect there and that's the 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 power for me of tomorrowland i well it's in my backyard kind of tomorrowland so i've i've been yeah it's like 20 minutes oh, it's Antwerp, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's near Antwerp. Yeah, so 20 minutes drive and, and I'm there. And as I used to work for a broadcasting company, I uh, did a reporting on Tomorrowland like each year. So I've been there eight times, nine times, something like that, uh, year after year. And yeah, of course, you know, the main, the main stage shit is main stage and shit. But if you go to the other stages, who those attract perhaps less, less people, but the, the vibe and the atmosphere is really great. And you discover great talent and great music there as well. So the thing is, of course, for, for people to get excited about Tomorrowland, it's about the experience and, and then you have to uh, kind of market it with uh, the, the pop hits or the, the dance tracks that everybody knows from the radio. But yeah. if you're really there and you're really into dance music, you can discover really good shit as well over there. And so for me, that's my heaven, because if you leave the, um, the main stage out of the equation and you, you really are... Uh, looking at that uh, map of where to go, what stage to go, what artists to see. It's really great that you have that in like three days. You can see loads of uh, stuff that's really, really, really good. And people don't know that because the marketing is that vibrant yeah, and that I, I think, yeah, uh, commercial. I think, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. it does get a bad, it definitely gets a bad rep because when you told me Tomorrowland, I instantly thought the same. Um, and it is marketed in a way to attract the different you know the, the more edm crowd and i didn't right. realize that it, it has that real underground vibe um yeah it does and yeah. It's, that's down to the marketeers isn't it i mean they want to market it to the edm crowd and you, you this clips you end up seeing of, of tomorrowland of people like doing coordinated dances on the decks and stuff like that and yeah um, but I, but the thing is they use they only use in the in the the after movies they only use the the yeah well-known tracks as well yeah. Uh, but if you if you see that sometimes they they really are trying to even on the main stage they they're trying different things they they um, they had uh, um, radio Solvex, um which is the uh, too many DJs yeah, uh, yeah. doing a doing a gig there at one of the later slots they had Kulsh uh, closing down one festival day and he doesn't shy away from uh, more uh, known stuff but he doesn't shy away from what he's really about and that's playing really good music and whether you like it or not um, you have above and beyond that that closed down a festival day and that was really amazing as well and not for the EDM crowd, not really. So, um, and that's that's main stage. But you have you have like a cave. You, you have um, like a sewer system where you you can only manage to get in twenty or thirty people that are are really going wild on on really hard headed techno or hard hitting techno. So you can really really discover stuff uh, um, at Tomorrowland as well. And as you said, yeah, it's not advertise like that but it's really no. there yeah. no no and I, I think because they spend so much on their on their stage deck or on the main stage they yeah. want to get the bang for buck don't they but, the not, market. but not only the main stage every stage is like that every oh, really? stage is yeah 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 it's every stage is like thought about really really well done there's not not one stage that that's a couple of barrels and and uh, and a plank on it and and you have a dj set no 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 it's every stage <coughs> is well thought about um there is there's one uh, which is hidden in the woods, which is made out of wood and really um, is perfect for that environment and where you can hear Deep House or uh, Melodic Techno or I saw Brina Knaus there playing there. 
and that was really great. So they they tend to use the the environment to create the atmosphere that the music really needs, and you really, yeah, have to kind of um, forget about the main stage. The main yeah. stage is about the experience and being all together there, and that's something that's going to take a long time for us to. Uh, experience again I think like that because you have like a pit where there's 40,000 people especially when it's closing down people want to be there to have that collective experience and that's fucking awesome as well I must say Um, because yeah it's it's advertised as peace love and understanding but when you're when you're there it's really peace love and understanding and it doesn't matter if you like EDM or techno or drum and bass or whatever you can you can find whatever you want and still be friends with people that have another taste so so the general vibes there pretty good is it yeah absolutely see see, I've always been put off just because the lineups the after party videos the yeah but that, that's generally yeah. the, the kind of people who i'd expect to be there would just do my head in but then yeah. i know on the line uh, uh, you know on some of the summers some of the other stages there are people like patrice Bormal playing there yeah i'm there kind of music <laughs> play there road had yeah. plays there yeah um absolutely so yeah and in, in incredible environments as well as i said they they really uh, take care of each each stage that it's really up to par and it, okay the main stage is like the the uh, calling card but it's, all the stages are really 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 well done and the music that you see there uh, Amelie Lenz plays there um, well for instance but but yeah it's it's um, you you have to see um, beyond what's being advertised yeah if, I, I think it is and, and if you're there you really feel like you know it's it's a marketing gimmick gimmick to say it's for the people of tomorrow and the the optimism and everyone everything that that you you get told but the thing is that it really that that kind of approach really evolved of the feeling that was already there and yeah. it's 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 just like that when you're there you feel like in really a totally different place where whatever creed whatever uh fancy you have sexually or whatever your your um uh, god is or no god or whatever it doesn't matter where you're from what you do you're just one of the people of tomorrow uh, at that moment and and that's that's the crazy thing and the good music that you can experience and discover if you're open to that the old people go there yeah sure because when you said it's the people of tomorrow, I, I think I'm the pe- the person of yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but they do, they do, absolutely, they do. It's it's, of course, like with the marketing, it attracts a lot of young people. That's for sure. Who make it like the trip of a lifetime, coming from from Australia or wherever in the world, coming to to Belgium just for that festival. But you have the 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 yeah the people that that want more uh, out of that experience and want to have more of a, a dance culture in their veins and 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 then know the dance history and so you see them at the, that stages that are not the main stage so yeah of course there are yeah right. I think, I think i'm going to add it to the list of next year things to do yeah, yeah. you should you should really do it. Uh, you should not really do that. too big so right. So one of the things is if you go to like festivals and things to see DJs, normally it's like four or five tents in a field and you have to suffer the shit DJs in order to get to the good ones. 
But sometimes you find one of the shit DJs you thought was going to be shit isn't actually that bad. But because of the size of Tomorrowland, you find yourself chasing a, a schedule list all the time. That is, you can't, you can't just stand on one stage. And More go. importantly, it's a very big layout. Do they have taxis? No. <laughs> <Nope. laughs> because I've got no I'm walking miles. Do we need to, need to get a wheelchair for you? Yeah. Yeah. Golf buggy. Yeah. No, you could get no. me one of those like no, it's, thrones it's all, it's that will bring so the whole in... of the underground collective and you can take it in turns. So, you know, the <laughs> throne with like bars through the side of it and you raise me up. It's a pretty good things. exercise to get from one, one end of the, of the uh, terrain or, or uh, compound to the other uh, end. So it's, uh, I think it's two kilometers from one end to the other, something like that. Oh, you could walk or, that, Simon. Yeah. <laughs> But it's, so, but, but it's really, you know, and it's it's true, of course, you can't see everything. And there are some DJs that are uh, cross-programmed or, or uh, programmed against so each other. Exactly. Okay, yeah. but sometimes if if, uh, if a set's really good, like uh, the ones that we talked about uh, just just now, you you stay there and you well, you say, fuck the other, other set, we're going to see that DJ on another time. If the set isn't quite what you've ex- expected it to be, you just move on and you you always find something that you you like better so so it's a plus and a negative i think that there's so many uh, stages gonna, and so many djs yeah. playing but you're always gonna have, more... you're always gonna have program clashes yeah it, it always happens yeah. you can't yeah. it, you're very very lucky if you get your you know your pass for the day and you look at all the timings and there's not a clash of two people you want to see it yeah. always happens and that's unavoidable I've never heard anyone speak about Tomorrowland like that, Kevin. To be honest, because I, I, what we get in the UK is is the marketing. We don't get we don't hear about the you know the small tunnel stages and and all yeah. the underground stuff that goes on because we are we consume the marketing and they want us sure. to con- consume that that big stage, you know, the massive great big main stage and the big you know all the effects and stuff like that. So, yeah. I, and I, I, if you compare it to festivals in the UK. You know, Creamfields, that has its element of, of people you wouldn't want to mix with. You know, they're, they're, that main stage, you wouldn't want to really hang around there. Um, Park Life, again, there's some yeah. there's some real undesirables you wouldn't want to see there. But then there's there's five stages that are full of awesome DJs. And you kind of have to block that out. And we accept that in the UK because we accept that that's what festivals can be like. Mm. So, yeah, I've never heard anyone talk about tomorrow on like that. And I've never kind of got past the main stage because that's what how we're marketed to. Yeah, that's, cool. that's, that's the thing. You don't know you don't know Tomorrowland as long as you haven't been there. That's the thing. That's true. Yeah. Even that's like true. like I, I'm doing reporting on Tomorrowland. Oh, I've been doing reporting on Tomorrowland for for the broadcasting company, and you know, even in the reporting that I do, you just can't get that real essence of the festival because it's so diverse and so multi-layered and there's so much going on and so a lot of so much stuff to discover that you you can't compare it to anything really anything and it's really hard to if you're if you haven't experienced it yourself you just don't know what it is you just don't know yeah i can't you can't can't be argue with that Mm. anyone want to compare tomorrowland to any other festivals in the uk the production values that go into Tomorrowland seem to be outstrip anything else. My only thing is, it's just too big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, would you I've want a golf cart as well? 
It's not the walking. It's it's. I don't think because there'll be five or six DJs you want to see, and I think the problem is you'll be looking at your watch all the time, thinking about when you go into the next stage to get to it and how you're going to get to it. And half the point of going to see some DJs is you just get lost in it and you shouldn't be watching your clock. You know, yeah. we've all been out at night. So yeah. You get there about eleven o'clock. It's suddenly it's five in the morning. You think, shit, where did that time go? And I don't think you'll get that. Because you'll always be wondering, saying, "I've got to get to this next next thing." It's it's like you're always on a schedule. It was ketamine, wasn't it, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely ketamine. Rooted to the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's disappeared down a KL for six hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's five o'clock. <laughs> hey, so have, you, have you ever been? No one, not one of you, has ever been to Tomorrowland, right? No, no, no. no. But that's because I didn't think it was for me, you know, because I, I, the way it's marketed, it's not sure. my, I don't, it doesn't feel like it's marketed to an underground crowd. No, but, that's true. That's true. So, but the but, thing is, so, so the yeah. challenge is you've got to blag us some free tickets for next year and we'll, yeah. we'll go. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, prefer, I'm deferring was, my, was, my judgment. There, was a, there, were, there were talks that I was going to play there this year, but eh, bummer, mm-hmm. Corona. So, oh, shit, man. So hopefully, so, hopefully, exactly. Well, yeah, hopefully next year that um, that when uh, we have a regular summer, um, that Tomorrowland can go ahead as as has been planned, and that um, well, I hope I will be will have evolved a little bit as a DJ as well, and with the record label, and uh, hopefully I'm there. So and uh, hopefully you have four or five plus ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, really a but uh, I can always try. I can always try. <laughs> It's, we'll it's, we'll, it's we'll supply the clothing for you. <laughs> Matt will bring the cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's uh, let's take the vote. I'm going to go first, and I I I think it's true what Kev says. I don't. You can judge it till you've been. And the way that Kev spoke so passionately about it, and has kind of opened my eyes to the other side of it, I'm going to vote for heaven. Because you know, it sounds like it's got some real underground elements, and I can't mm-hmm. put the gra- underground Absolutely. elements into hell. Not a chance. So, cool. Mike, what I'm, are you saying? I'm with you, Sean. You pretty much took the words out of my mouth there. The way he's spoke about it, it's. I, th- I think with festivals of that magnitude, you know, they're so mainstream in brackets, if you like, that those guys that are playing them stages that are tucked away, you don't see anything of that. We don't get any of that. You get the the guy with the blonde floppy hair, yeah, fucking grinding away on the deck. Timmy KFC, yeah, with KFC logos behind him, like you know, Colonel <laughs> yeah. Sanders and all that. That's what we see from it. So we see that, and we're like, oh, you yeah, know, for fuck's sake, yeah. Uh, but yeah, because like, I, I'm yeah, bang it in heaven for me. Cool, yeah. Matthew, I'm undecided. I don't think it deserves to go to hell, but I don't. I don't think I know enough about it to to say go to heaven. So it exists in limbo. Yeah. Purgatory. It's in purgatory. For forever, until you go, until next until year. You go. Yeah. It's in purgatory for you then, is it? Until uh, Kevin sorts me out free tickets, it's gonna have to stay in limbo. <laughs> that, that, that's exactly where I'm at. Shit, I I, I'm actually on a no at the minute. I'm actually not saying no, but if we go next year and it's good, then we'll we'll we'll, we'll re-record this episode with me <laughs> saying yes. 
Seems a, so, seems so, a fair deal to me. Seems a fair deal. So <laughs> say yeah, if you say yes now, give a give a break and then say no, and then we can edit in later. <laughs> <laughs> Promise we won't abuse that uh, sound clip there. No, I, I, I am genuinely intrigued now. It is, I don't know whether it's like the lack of going out that if you told me flipping, <laughs> I don't know, Sebastian Grosso and Axwell or whoever they, they are. No, who's that Romero fella? Nicky Romero. Romero. Yeah. If you told me Nicky Romero was playing Sutton Park at the minute and I could go, I'd go just to go out. But, <laughs> um yeah, I just, I yeah, you 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 sold it well. I'm I'm a lot more intrigued and more interested in going than I ever would have been. But at the minute, it's still until I see it and believe it with my own eyes. Okay, so but three votes against two, so that's yeah, yeah. yeah. Final. Sorry, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> No one, no one told me it was it was no. <laughs> suspense. Oh god, thanks guys. You know, we'll stitch me right up again. There's gonna be an advert now, as well, isn't there? I'm gonna have to cut out. Mr. Bean, isn't it? it is Mr. Bean. Put an EDM beat behind that and that'll be played at Tomorrowland next year. <laughs> Honestly, today I saw this video on Facebook and I'm not going to lie, it was just really hot girl DJing and I said to my mate at work, God, look at her. And he went, that's the cartoon from Mr. Bean that she's playing. It was a house tune. I was like, never. And then he pulled it up on YouTube, played it for me. I was like, what the fuck? Like, the cartoon version of Mr. Bean, a house remix. <laughs> but it was... Funky tune. <laughs> yeah, I must say, like last year was a was a good experience as well because Nina Kravitz played a really good set, and afterwards she uh, was greeting fans, and yeah, you you got the opportunity to talk a little bit uh, to her, and it's it's really laid back, and people people are really uh, yeah full of Nina, it. Nina Kravitz. Seems hope you can make it someday. Really, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Nina Kravitz is a bit fucking mental, isn't she? Yeah, she is. Uh, she seems a she's bit a mad. dentist for one, so of course she is. What, a dentist? Yeah, didn't you know that? <laughs> I didn't know that. She, yeah, she's a dentist. Is she currently practicing? I don't think so. You should look like, do like a fill-in between records. <laughs> you wouldn't want a Saturday morning appointment with her, would you? <laughs> Still good at proper sketching. <laughs> Eyes like discs, shaking all over the place. For the drill. <laughs> She'd probably have the stuff to knock you out. <laughs> no, Matt, Matt walks in in a nurse's outfit with the ketamine. I don't need anything. I'm good. Let's get this over with. <laughs> I did not know that Nina Crumpets was a dentist. There you go. Yep. True stuff. True stuff. Let's spin the wheel again. Oh, yes. Oh, dear. And I've let this slide because technically it's not part of our scene, but I know how fired up you're going to get about this, and it's going to make brilliant listening. Is this about the positioning of the streaming thing on our website? (laughs) (laughs) 
Matt trying to track, crack the code to move the streaming button up. Ready? Here we go. All right, oh, stop it. Stop it. Shake that thing, miss. Can I, can Yeah. Thank God for that. I hate the internet's not buffing it. It's actually stopped. I love how all of us were moving then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gotta get, you, gotta get your bogle on, haven't you? Bit of bogling. I don't, I've never met the fella, but his music pisses me off, and I think I don't see the point in him. He just, he just arrives in songs just going, yo, yo. Sings his name, <laughs> sings his name, talks about a dirty egg, and then Sean Paul. I don't know why. Why does he have to sing his name? And I think my, my biggest hatred worked was when I was in uni. I used to do lighting, and I used to be stood next to the DJ, which meant I got all the requests, which meant it was constant from like eleven o'clock till two in the morning of people just saying, "Please put Sean Paul on." <laughs> they didn't sound like that when he said it, but I'm not doing the accent. <laughs> So, so I knew this would be gold. That's why I let it go in. He's just the man. Just annoys me. He's probably the nicest fella in the world, but I just don't see the point in him. It's just awful. <laughs> quite good on. Um, have you seen the Have you seen the Foo Fighters uh, mashup video of times like these? No. If you haven't, it's fucking class. Watch it. Does it have Sean uh, Paul in it? Is it yeah, is a over Dave Grohl Chan- again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was Chances are high. I, mean, I watch it. Watch it. I mean. So, so my, my dislike of Sean Paul went so far, I don't know if I mentioned it last time, but he was one of the things that was banned at my wedding. No one was allowed to play any Sean Paul or request I, it. I did this <laughs> I'd have learned all his lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I've got your wife to work his lyrics <laughs> into the vows. By, by learned all his lyrics, you'd have just come on, sung his name and shouted Dirty Egg every now and again and then left the stage. <laughs> <The> egg. <laughs> <laughs> why has he got a Dirty Egg? No, no, why? He sings. Oh, it's just just I mean, amazing. Dirty egg. You know what? I, I can um, kind of relate to this because I've got like, I, I think it's like an irrational thing. I'm pretty sure everybody has it of that one celebrity or you know star that just grates on you. And for me, Paul McCartney. No, <laughs> Shania Twain. I don't know why. <laughs> Like I, I yeah, like I, I don't know what it is. Like my my mate ribs me about it all the time. Like it, he'll just like whenever he hears it, he'll record a video and send it to me. Are you and transphobic? It, it, it's because you says, "Man, I feel like a woman." No, I, 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 it's irrational. So I, I, I can kind of relate to what Matt's saying. Man, I feel like a woman, and then that well, just gets you right up because you. Oh, it, I'm trans- setting myself up here now, aren't I? <laughs> like I'm gonna be seeing like pictures of her in Slack and shit, but um, yeah, no, I can totally relate to that. That one person that grates on you, but I do agree, uh, Sean Paul. Um, yeah, he's a celebrity grates on you, Simon. I I can't stand Paul McCartney. He gets right on my nerves. He's an amazing artist and songwriter, but fucking hell, he gets on my nerves. <laughs> I can't think of anyone. 
I'm a Buddhist, so I don't really hate anyone. <laughs> you, didn't sound like, you didn't sound like you're a Buddhist. You sound like you're a Buddhist when you had the the, the you know the priest's uh, hands around your knackers when you're in the choir. Why do you think I turned to Buddhism? <laughs> um, no, I don't. I, people often ask me this. It's the same with footballers. Like someone said to me the other day, "What footballer do you really hate?" I thought about it and thought, you know what? Football's Steve, not that Steve so important for me to really hate someone. Now, if you want to ask me who I really hate in a world, fuck me, there's loads of them. There's loads <laughs> of assholes everywhere. <laughs> fucking Aaron Banks, Katie Hopkins, Nigel Farage getting a fucking pit again. But Spoken yeah, from I mean, a true Buddhist mouth. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Buddhist mask has just slipped slightly. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just. I can't, I, I struggle to struggle to get that kind of emotive about something that any isn't that yeah. really don't know. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with you on that. I, I really, you know, it's not my kind of music, but I couldn't care if there's people out there that like that music. It just doesn't bother me that much, you know. If you, well, it's like if you, what? What does he offer to it? He just comes on, sings, so it yeah, sings his name, and leaves. Me, but I don't care, you know, whatever, whatever people like. It's like um, people hate or, or like TV shows. Well, if you don't like the TV show or the radio uh, program or whatever, don't watch it or don't listen to it or whatever. So I, I'm not that bothered. Rugby league. I fucking hate rugby league. <laughs> <laughs> it's shit, isn't it? It's the working man's game. <laughs> Fucking shit. We're starting another railway. <laughs> None of us care about rugby, but we managed to have a good half an hour debate in the back of a taxi at five in the morning, pissed off our faces about which code was better. Neither that's the great thing about it. Neither of us watch rugby or care about rugby. I'll watch I'll watch rugby union every now and again. I'll watch like the international games and stuff, but I really don't give a shit. And Sean doesn't give a shit about rugby league, but we argued with each other, like properly <laughs> argued with each other about why one was better than the other. <laughs> um, I, I have got a feeling there could be some tactical tactical voting here to keep Sean Paul out of hell, but let's go, let's go to the voting anyway. To be fair, um, he's already there anyway, so it doesn't matter. Well, he is in your in your eyes, yeah, but. Um, Longy, are you going to put Sean Paul into heaven or hell? Um, no, I'm not going to put him into hell. I don't see any reason to put him into hell. Um, I think the guy just makes music and has has fun. And uh, Matt just doesn't like that kind of music and he's envious of him because that he's successful with a music career. That's one for no. Mike, uh, I'm going to back Matt on this because it's uh, like I say, it's relatable for me. Um, but I kind of agree um, that you, you shouldn't hold hate against people. But everybody's got that one person that just grates on. Uh, so yeah, he's. Uh, I'll back Matt on that one. One each. Kev, no for me, no. It, it's not that he has to go to heaven for me. That that's not the point either. But um, it's some, you know, it's people and tastes and the, the lack of taste and whatever. So, so Sean Paul's in purgatory with uh, Tomorrowland. Is he on the main stage? Yeah, well, well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, Sean, 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 Sean makes the vote. 
I think the, Tomorrowland has a better chance of getting to heaven than Sean Paul has. So it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah. next year, 2021, he's going to headline the Purgatory stage. <laughs> Maybe we should get tickets to a Sean Paul gig and then go yes. Tomorrowland, yeah, and then right. we've got like a frame Thanks. of reference. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Sean Paul will play at Tomorrowland. Jesus fucking Christ! Can you imagine that? <laughs> surrounded by knobheads. to knock me out for 24 hours. <laughs> um, I, so I get a casting vote whether it's split or not, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm gonna. I think purgatory is a is a good place for for him. Because he's just doing his thing, isn't it? You don't have to like it, you know. I don't like uh, I don't like black metal, or you know, I just don't listen to it. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So purgatory. So he doesn't go e- either. He stays where he is oh, on his Jama- Jamaica, Jamaican, his Jamaican island with his dirty egg. Yeah, we tried. We tried. He tried, and it was a valiant effort. But it's bit. Is he is in purgatory? He's oh, headlining well. the purgatory stage. It was a good one, though. Yeah, it was good, and that's why I left it in because I knew it would be. I knew how how fired up Matt would get about it. (laughs) (laughs) Right, let's go. Let me share my screen. So that was part one. Tune in uh, to part two. Undergroundcollective.co.uk